Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled Flee from the Strange Woman. It shall be focused on a study of Proverbs chapter 5. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy word. And to hear about the Solomon encouraging the young man to keep his integrity and to flee from the strange woman. How our paths lead unto death. We pray, Father, may whether this woman be a spiritual woman, being a church with its own interpretations of your word, or Lord, it be in the carnal sense, may you give us, Father, wisdom to discern when death is coming our way and to flee and into the name of the Lord, which is a mighty tower where the righteous run into and are safe. We thank thee for thy word. Speak to us today. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Proverbs chapter 5. Chapter 5 My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as an honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, that thou canst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house. Lest thou give thine honor unto others, and thy years unto the cruel. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed, and say, How have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof, and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to them that instructed me. I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and assembly. Drink waters out of thine own cistern, and running waters out of thine own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad, and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thine own, and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breasts satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her love. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman, and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, The Titarian Church Age. This was preached in 1960 on December the 8th. We'll begin at paragraph 58 up to paragraph 141. I trust you find it to be a blessing. But now, we're going to take the 20th verse. Listen to this. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou suffers that woman, Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, to teach and subdue my servants and commit fornications to eat things uh, sacrificed unto idols. Now, woman... What did we find out woman represented last night? Church. Now, now we find out here they were called Nicolaitans, Doctrine of Balaam, and now it's become to a Jezebel. Now, Jezebel, if you'll notice, this is a great history. Now, if you want to write it down, start in 1 Kings about, the, uh, 1 Kings about 16. Jezebel was not a daughter of Abraham. Neither was this group over here the pagan Rome. The Nicolaitans was a cold, formal bunch of Christians that had separated themselves from the real Christians, seemingly not having the faith. And they wanted to make the church like a lodge, the same as they got today. Like a lodge, no spirit at all. 
days of miracles is past. All that was for another age. We got a brotherhood, a good mason, odd fellow, or anything like that produces that, and that's all right. But that'll never take the place of a new birth in Jesus Christ. Amen. Salvation to the soul. This truth. All right, this Jezebel. Now, she was a daughter of Abraham. That's true. A princess of an idolater. At that time when the royal family, her royal family, was famed by cruel, savage loyalty to Balaam. Her father was a priest of the idol of A-S-T-A-R-T-E. I don't know how you pronounce it. I just picked it up in the history. Ahab used this strategy like Constantine, this great powerful nation late next to Israel. So therefore, what did Constantine do last night? He wasn't converted. Amen. He was a politician. What was he trying to do? He tucked the Christians when they told him they'd pray. And now that remember, he's ta we're talking now of the Nicolaitan. And he said if they would pray and he'd win this battle, then he would uh, he'd be a Christian. He had a dream, painted his shields white that night of the cross where the Knights of Columbus was born, right at that time. Now, that's where they take their stand. But he never did anything like a Christian. On one of the Nicolaitan churches called St. Sophie, he put a cross. As I said last night, that's the only thing he ever done is sounded anything like he was for the church, as far as I could ever glean out any of the pages of histories. And many other scholars say the same thing. We know nothing about his conversion. Now, but what did he go into? The thing he wanted to do, he's seen the most of Rome now. Now look at this. Watch this strategy. And watch how the Bible confirms it. God, hundreds and hundreds of years before taking place. And Constantine used the same strategy God said here that Ahab used. Now Constantine seen a great part of his people were these Nicolaitans, Christians. Some of them was called heretics. That's the Pentecostals. They were heretics, holy rollers, and what more. That's where your real signs and wonders laid. But the church natural then was coming on up to the organization. What did he do? Constantine played a smart part. He goes over there and gets his pagan friends and gets his Christian friends and unites the churches together. Sets up a, a, a paganism into Christianity. Christianity and paganism married in the Pergus church. Now, what did he say over here to this tonight? The same thing that Ahab did. Ahab, to strengthen his kingdom, married Jezebel, this idolatrous. To strengthen his kingdom. To get more strength into Israel. And that's what the churches is trying to do. You see where they're trying to make a Bible? Have it out next year? In 62? That it's a Bible that'll please the Jews, it'll please the Catholics, and please the Protestants. Oh, brother. I got the newspaper clipping. I haven't got it with me tonight. You heard me read the other night. Oh. There you are. See? Oh, them things to try to increase. They take God's holy things and scatter them anyway to increase and make a lot of numbers. Amen. That's what the church done. Amen. It accepted people into it on the basis of shaking hands. They got renegades and everything else. Amen. Unregenerated people, but into the true body of Christ. Which is not an organization, but the mystical, mythical body of Christ. You can only come in there in one way, and that's through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Right. Yes, and the same signs that struck them apostles strikes the church. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, we don't have to compromise and say, well, we'll go join with the assemblies. We'll go join with the oneness. We'll go join with this or the Baptist or Methodist. Let's join with Christ. Amen. Amen. Stay free from these things. Because each one of those organizations are all right. But they, they get their doctrines and their things and you have to go see if the general overseer lets you come in that country and have a meeting. If you don't teach just exactly like they do, how shall? <coughs> you can't stay with the Bible. Amen. God can't do it. He hates it. Amen. Any other born-again Christian would too. Amen. Many of those people out there are absolutely wants to do, wants to serve, and wants to fellowship, but you can't do it. They kick you out. Well, let them kick you out. Amen. You won't get the Holy Ghost anyhow. That's exactly right. But you see, they they want to get that that dogma. They want to get you where you got a lot of money. The Baptists had a slogan in '44: "A million more in '44." 
What did they get? It's like the great evangelist Billy Graham said when he was in Louisville. I'll go into a city. He said, St. Paul will go into a city. He'll make one convert. Come back next year. He's, he's got 30 off of that one. Great, 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 great grandchildren from that one conversion. He said, I'll go into a city. Call 30,000 up. I'll go back next year and can't find 30. Amen. What he said, he made a good statement, but still I don't believe that our precious brother was right. He said, you lazy preachers. said, I'll give you their names and address. You set your feet up on the desk and write him a letter instead of going talking to him. I, I kind of admired him for that. I like a man to be what he is, not a hypocrite. Yeah. Stand right and be what you are. And I like that. But I'd like to say, Billy, who was up there to take that convert that Paul had? Amen. What it was, Billy, if you just quit letting him go back there and shake hands and wake up and say, yes, I accept Jesus as my personal Savior, and let him stay there until he dies and rocks Amen. and is born to get of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He'll make new converts, brother. He's a blooming with fire. You can't put him out. He's like a house on fire in a high wind. You just can't do it. Oh, he's spreading everywhere, brother. A real convert of Christ. He can't sit still. He's just, he's on the move. Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, my. Oh, fashioned baptism of the Holy Ghost that sets your soul afire. Amen. Amen. Can't stand still. Amen. Wind fanning, you know, rushing uh-huh. mighty wind. Just yes, keep sir. going. Yes, sir. All right. I just keep feeding the wood and keep going. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Nobody had to take Paul's convert. Paul take him deep enough in Christ so he got dead to himself and alive in Christ, and he done the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what it is. Baptist brethren are fine, but a million more, what good does it do? You got a million more names. We'll just sit down and make up some of you and put them on there. That's all right. But, brother, what we want is names on the Lamb's book of life. Slain from the foundation of the world. Washed in the blood. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Signs and wonders following you. Amen. Search the histories. I wish you all get the Nicene councils. Read those things to see how those martyrs help that flame of Pentecost. I'll tell you now, brother, you Baptist, Methodist, and whatever you are, the true genuine light is not the Pentecostal organization now, but the true genuine light is a Pentecostal experience. Amen. Now, I've been days and days now, those histories, dig them into all I can find everywhere, and it's that flame of Pentecost that stayed alive from Pentecost down to this time. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Amen. Been pushed out. Some of them say, well, the great Catholic Church has stood the waves. Why, it proves that she's the real church. Why, it's no strange thing to me with the state and everything else behind her. She could exist. But what's the tr- strange thing? That little bunch is pulled off. That little minority kicked out, thrown in jail, sawed to pieces. How did they ever exist? Because the Spirit of the living God is in their being. And all the demons of hell cannot prevail against it. Upon this rock I'll build my church in the gates of hell. Amen. There's the real thing. Yes, sir. Amen. That's what gives the Holy Ghost to these Methodist preachers and so forth here. See, it makes them rise up. Yes, sir. Amen. Does something to you. It'll never fail. Ahab, that hypocrite. See, he goes over and he says, Now, if I could just consolidate now and get this big nation, if I marry that old boy's daughter down there, well, that we, we'll be friends. What was he doing? Selling his very birthrights. Now, when this Protestant church does go back and unite with the Catholic church, it'll do the same thing it did back under. Ahab lived in the day that it's been three times. He was in the midnight experience of the journey of Israel. And here it comes to the midnight again, and we come to the midnight again here. Three generations before this, one in here, in here, and in here. Now, if you notice... Ahab married Jezebel to strengthen his people. That's exactly what Constantine did. He set up a great big church and took the altar and made a big marble, dressed this man up, hope, set him up on there. He was a living God. He could talk to him and, and tell her about their sins. And that just pleased that old lukewarm church in the way they went. Sure, that's it. Well, but that didn't please that man who was born again. When they take that and they bring in pagan ceremonies of saying prayers, what did they do? They taken down Jupiter and put up Peter. They took down Venus and put up Mary. And it brought it brought paganism into the Christian uh, ranks. 
And when Ahab married Jezebel, he did the very same thing else. He brought idolatry into Israel. Amen. Amen. And what did Jezebel do? She killed every prophet she could get her hands on. Amen. Is that right? Amen. So did the popes. Amen. Every true Christian get their hands on, they killed them. But there was a star of that age. Amen. Old Elijah. Amen. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Hallelujah. He wasn't scared to tell him about it. <laughs> yes, sir. Hallelujah. He was God's star of that age. Amen. Got down to one time and said, Lord, I'm the only one left. God said, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lions. <laughs> I done got 700 hit out around him, you see. You don't know where they're at. They're out there in the Pharisees, Sadducees, Baptists, Methodists, and Presbyterians. But I'll get them out there. You just wait. I've got them out there. They're, they're, they're mine. They're not bowed to need to bail them yet. But old Elijah was the voice of God in that day. He sure was a very type of the voice of God at the first coming of Christ. It'll be the type of the voice in the second coming of Christ again, Amen. according to the Scriptures. Now, we find out that this little Jezebel, when she got over there, she was really going to tuck down all of the uh, altars of God and put up her own altars. And she had Israelites bowing before an idol. That's exactly what Constantine did when he formed the Catholic Church. He brought paganism over into the, the Christian church and had Christians bow into idols. Amen. Exactly. The dark age again. Dark age of Israel. Dark age of, of the church. Bow into idols. And Elijah was a star in his day. And caused all Israel to worship Balaam. And so did the Catholic Church at Thyatira. Now, I want you to notice another thing striking here. I was getting my history here. Jesus said that she was called herself a prophetess. That woman Jezebel who calls herself, calls herself a prophetess. Now, you see, the Catholic Church don't permit their people to read the Bible because they say that the priest is the only one that can divinely divine that word. Well, that's true interpretation of a prophet. A prophet has the divine interpretation of God's word. Amen. That's exactly right. How a person can call one somebody a prophet and then say they have the wrong revelation. It's just as much sense as eternal sonship again, you see. It's, it's the... A prophet means the correct diviner. Amen. The one that the word of the Lord came to. The revelation came to it. The word prophet means a diviner of the divine word. Amen. Jesus said, if there be one among you spiritual prophet, our Lord will speak to him. And if what he says comes to pass, then hear him. I'm with him. If it doesn't come to pass, then don't hear him. That's all. It was the, it was the divine word of God. And the word of the Lord came to the prophets. Now... They said that this church then was a prophet. Now remember, it's changed from this Nicolaitan now. It's changed over to a her. Amen. Amen. You see it? Amen. A Jezebel. Now last night was a doctrine of Balaam. See? Doctrine of the Nicolaitans and doctrine of Balaam. Now Balaam was the one who made it hoarded them with Israel. And what did the... Uh, the, uh, the Nicolaitans made the organization. So put them both together and you got a her. Church. Amen. Sure. Revelation 17, the great whore that sets upon uh, many waters. Woman, prostitute. What is she? How is she a prostitute? She's committing fornication, spiritual fornication, misinterpreting the word to the people. Amen. Get away from that fanaticism. Amen. That's real fanaticism. Amen. Right. Now, see, she calls herself a prophetess. We're the one. We're the council. We're the lady of sin council again. The council of man. And we have decided this and this and thus. So you listen to us. But Jesus, that, that little priest up here uh, uh, interviewed me about Elizabeth Frazier, or that Frazier girl. said, uh, uh, the, the cardinal wants to know if you are the bishop. If uh, you baptize this Frazier girl, said she's becoming a Catholic. I said, yeah, I understand that. Said, uh, did you baptize her? I said, yes, sir. Said, how did you baptize her? I said, in Christian baptism. Mm. 
He said, well, what do you mean by that? I said, Christian baptism. The way the Bible says there's only one way to baptize in Christian baptism. Amen. Every person in the Bible was immersed under the water in the name of Jesus Christ. He wrote down and started writing down like that. said, you know, the Catholic Church used to do that. I said, when? I said, I have all the ancient history here that I could ever get a hold of from London and everywhere else so I could study when this hour will soon approach, when something's going to happen. I said, I, I want to know where. I, he said, oh, he said, in the Bible. I said, you say that. He said, Jesus organized the Catholic Church. I said, was Peter the first pope? He said, most certainly. I said, I thought the church was infallible and didn't change and all the masses are said in Latin so that it wouldn't change. He said, that's true. I said, well, you sure have done some changing <laughs> since that time. I said, if that Bible is a Catholic book, then I'm an old-fashioned Catholic. Amen. That's right. I said, I'm an old-fashioned Catholic then. Now, I said, it's certainly... A, he said, well, now, you see, the Bible is just the history of the Catholic Church. He said, God is in His church. I said, God is in His Word. Amen. That's right. <laughs> Let my Word be true and every other man's Word a lie. Amen. And here on this book of Revelations is the only book, let me repeat it, that Jesus put his endorsement upon. And the first thing he did was reveal his deity. And he completely does it. And said, anybody that'll take anything out of it or add anything to it, the same will be taken as part out of the book of life. Yes, Blessed is he that readeth or he that heareth, and cursed is he that'll add one thing to it or take anything away from it. There you are, so you see the danger part. So don't ever add nothing to that. Just leave it the way it is and just keep on going. The Spirit will reveal it to you if you'll just be humble. Hallelujah. Yes, see? That's right. Now, so it's not complicated. God, Jesus thanked the Father for saying, I thank thee, Father, that thou hast hid these things from the eyes of the rabbis and the bishops and the cardinals and the general overseers and and reveal it to babes such as to learn. See, that's what you want. It's a revelation of God that can only come, as he said there, who does man say I am? He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, Simon, you never learned that in a seminary. <laughs> Nobody ever told you that. That come as a revelation from heaven. And upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell can't prevail against it. Exactly the revelation that Abel had in the beginning. It's the revelation was then. It's still the revelation. And it'll always be the revelation. That's right. Now, we find out here that she was a woman now. And a woman represents a church. Is that right? Christ is coming for a what? Bride. A woman. Chase virgin. And the old woman here, she claimed herself to be of uh, the, the church of God. But what she was, she was decked in riches and pearl and everything. And had a cup of the filthiness of her fornications. And she made all the kings there drunk upon the wine of it. Is that right? Now we find her here that she's called Jezebel. And Jezebel, the evil that Jezebel did as soon as she got a hope in amongst them Israelites, she put them to death and done everything she could and, and built up her own orders. Is that right? That's exactly what the Catholic Church did. Amen. That's exactly. But now, let's read just a little farther. This is going to stunt you. Sometimes you get stunned and you lead a little more. Glory. Calls herself a prophetess. Now, if she says, I'm the only interpreter of the word. And teaches and seduces my servants to commit fornications, to eat uh, things sacrificed unto idols. That brother that asked about the serpent, about eating the fruit in the Garden of Eden. You see what it is, don't you? When he says eat, you what it was spiritually, you see. In the, and I gave her space to repent for her fornication, fornication and she repented on. Behold, I will cast her into a bed. What kind of bed? Of worldliness? That's exactly what she is saying. And them that commit adultery with her into the great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. That's going into the great tribulation. And will kill her children with death. Whoa! For what? This old gal had some children. Amen. Now, Revelation 17, how many, all of you here last night, I suppose. All right. Revelation 17, this old prostitute Catholic church was a, called a whore, and she was a mother of harlots. Couldn't have been boys. They were churches. Now, where did the Lutheran church, where did all these come from? Where did every organization come from? Where's the beginning of it? Lady Osea. Nicolaitans finally formed into that. That's exactly the same thing again. Amen. You can't help it, brother. Oh, Elijah called out against the thing in his day. John called out against it in his Amen. day. 
Yes, sir. Don't you think you say to yourself, we have Abraham to our father for us. I say, God's able these stones rise short Amen. of Abraham. Amen. Just can't be helped. Now, she had children. Did the real Jezebel have children? Yes, sir. Listen. I'll kill her children. What the Catholic Church, her children, is a Protestant denomination. It's exactly because they're doing the same thing, baptized right into her by their freak baptism, Amen. unscriptural baptism, shaking hands for the Holy Ghost, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost instead of Jesus Christ, and just doing everything contrary to the Bible still, and they walk right into it. Her daughter was called Athalitha, A-T-H-A-L-I-A-H. She had her, she, Jezebel, had Aletha married to Jerome, the son of king of Judah, and soon the altars of Balaam was standing in Jerusalem. Uh, you don't have to go to history of that. That's Bible. See? Her daughter, Aletha, married uh, Jehoshaphat's son, which was Jerome, and her daughters did the same thing she did. Oh, my. Can't you see it? See how them organizations is done, brethren? They come right back to Luther and them just exactly and organize themselves together instead of letting the Holy Ghost and Pentecost did the same exactly thing. They couldn't just let the Holy Ghost go ahead and have its way and go ahead and have her light come, just examine it by the Word and go on. They couldn't let the Holy Spirit lead. They had to make an organization and cut off from everything else that would come along. Went right straight back and married into the thing again. Just exactly when we get to that age, you just watch what's waiting for you down the road here. See? Married right straight back in. Jesus said here, her, this Jezebel, she calls herself a prophetess, and I'll throw her in a bed of worldliness and kill her children also. And what kind with a death? What is, what kind of a death does their children be killed with? You see, they're dead now. Amen. Spiritually dead. Amen. They have no revelation. Amen. They know their organization. They know their catechism. They know their doctrine of the church. But when it comes to knowing God, some of them know more about it in a hot and top will know about Egyptian night. Amen. That's right. When it comes to really knowing the Holy Spirit, wondering, call, want to call the Spirit of God a soothsayer or a devil, of a discerning spirits and things like that, and casting out evils. While he don't belong to our organization, that group, oh, see... They just don't know. Amen. Then tag it with a name of Jesus only or some kind of a holy roller or, or some kind of a thing like that. Just don't know. Amen. And the hour is close to hand. Amen. That thing's going to be exposed. Amen. Exactly. God will do it as certain as I'm standing behind this pulpit. Both of you jerk his children out as certain as I'm standing right here. God in heaven knows that. Amen. You believe me to be a prophet of the Lord or a servant of the Lord. You listen to me. Amen. She's close to hand. Yes, sir. Her children will be killed with spiritual death. Look at them cold and formal. Look at the... Look at our... We don't have to talk about Baptists and Presbyterians. We know they've been dead for years. Yeah. What, when Luther had his revival, justification, if he would have, if he'd have kept on this, this Pentecostal great move now, it would have been the Lutheran church. Amen. The light would have come with sanctification... At Wesley followed in. He, Luther couldn't follow that. No, sir, they're already Lutherans. So then Wesley come, and after Wesley died, then what happened? They organized that, made Wesley Methodists, primitive West, all kinds of Methodists. See? And when had a great revival. But when they throw it in the organization, what happened when Pentecost come along, speaking in tongues and bring the restoration of the gifts? They couldn't move. Call them devils. Now what's the Pentecost done? The same thing they did. Amen. And where they at? Just as dead as a doornail. Amen. Yes, sir. That's exact. I'll throw her children in a bed of in a bed of death and kill them. Let me read that story. You see here. I believe it was um, the twenty-second verse. And I will cast her into a bed, and then they commit adultery with her unto the great tribulation. The great tribulation. That's what's going through. Now, remember, let me stop here just a minute. That great tribulation is that, that which you're going to throw in there is those people that are the sleeping virgin. that didn't have oil in their lamps, yet they belong to an organization, good people, went to church and everything, but they come for oil, but too late then. 
See, throw her into great tribulation. She'll go in that. The Catholic Church goes in. All of her children goes in with her into great tribulation. Except they repent of their deeds. Not, not the children that's in there, but the church itself. That's her children's organization. Not the people that's in there. Like poor Catholics, Baptists, Presbyterians, or Pentecostals. I feel sorry for them. Just, well, I, are you a Christian? Well, I'm Presbyterian. <laughs> that's no more to do with it than... The, Say a hog with a side saddle on was a racehorse. So what in the world could you do about that? Why nothing at all? Amen. I didn't mean that jokey. That's this is no Amen. not no place Amen. for jokes. This is this no. is the gospel. See, Amen. I just wanted to give an illustration. See, but that that's right. Yeah. See, they ain't got no no more to do with it than nothing. Amen. I'm Pentecostal. That don't have no more to do with it than nothing. You Amen. could longer forty eleven other organizations, but are you a born again child of God? Amen. Really, do you love everybody with all your heart, with your soul, and you love God in your daily, no matter what anyone does to you, you wrap him, hmm, like a bus all, it shows the Holy Spirit's departed, if you ever did have it. Let's repent of those, and I will kill her children with death, her children, Jezebel's. Now, what did Jezebel do? Married her daughter into the other rank of Judah over there. Or into Judah. Now, what's the spiritual application? Maybe I can draw it out. Here. Watch this real closely. Here's Jezebel and Israel. But here's Judah, a different type. Over here, another. This is Jehoshaphat over here. All right? Now, this here was Ahab. Now, here's Jezebel right in here. Now, she comes in here and calls all of Israel to go to idolatry. That's exactly what Catholic Church did back in her days when Constantine uh, united the Nicolaitans, the cold formals up in here, into the, uh, to the, the church and to paganism and made a pagan form of Christianity. I don't want to hurt your feeling, Catholic people. But I'm responsible for God. That's all the Catholic Church is is a pagan form of Christianity. Superstitions and idols and everything else. It's exactly yeah. just a pagan form. Uh, that's true. If I'm dying in this minute, that's the truth. Yeah. And yeah. the Protestants write in the same thing. It's in another category. Now watch what Jezebel does. Then, you see, the, the devil, she is so shredded, she took her daughter. <laughs> she had a daughter born here. And this daughter goes her to this great holy man and takes and marries his son, and brings the same thing over in here. From Jehoshaphat. Over in this part. Now, the real Nicolaitans, the Nicolaitans, the cold farmers that wanted that organization, they married into it here. And now, notice, the same thing they cut Jezebel here, the Catholic Church. And down here, she takes her daughter, her organizations, and marries it right in June down there. And does the same thing to them. Kill her children with death, spiritual death. Organize themselves to death, and the first thing you know, all the spirits gone. Tell me, let me just ask you one thing, any historian here, which I know there's five or six of you sitting here. I want you to come and produce me one scripture or, or, or one text of, of history that any of them churches that ever fell and went back into the organization ever rose again with a revival. Tell me when they organized themselves, did they ever have a revival after they organized? No, sir. The Spirit left them. Amen. I'm including Pentecost. Amen. When the Pentecostal blessings fell in you all spoken tongues, you old timers, having them great Pentecostal blessings and things fell, after a while you had what you call the general council. Organism's all right, but not organization. First thing you know, you couldn't stand it. You had to go right back and become a child of the Satan and organize yourself. And then another light come on about the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Then they got all stuck up and said, Bless God, if you ain't got Jesus' name, you're going to hell. We got it and you ain't got it. What did you do? Just died right there in the tracks, made an organization out of it. See? Instead of letting the light just flow on through the church, it automatically take its place. But you organize yourself. What is it? Child of Jezebel. Amen. And they all died together. Now I want to ask you something. Has the assemblies of God or the oneness or or any of the rest of them ever rose in a big united revival. Not at all. This last revival just passed by that the Holy Spirit come down on the river. 
Many of you sitting here right now in 1933, and this great healing service that's to take place, they would sweep the world, and it never come through any different organization at all. Amen. God went outside the rims and raised up a heathen almost to start that revival. Amen. And look what it's done. See? Them organizations, as soon as you organize, they're dead. Amen. He said, I'll kill her children with death. Oh, I, I know you. Please don't feel bad at me. But I, if I know this and don't tell it, I'm a low-down hypocrite. And God will hold me responsible for it. Amen. I will be like Paul, to shun not to Amen. declare the whole counsel of God. Amen. That's right. Amen. All right. All right. Now, and they built altars in Jerusalem. Now I want to see... And when Jezebel married Ahab, she brought images for Israel to bow down to. So did the Nicolaitan doctor, marrying into pagan, took down Jupiter, put up Peter and Venus to marry. And as the Bible said, she caused all Israel to sin. So has the Catholic Church caused all the daughters to marry into an organization and the whole thing sin. Amen. Like... Jezebel to her daughter. All right. And in doing this, when the hierarchy was set up and Pope Boniface the Boniface the the third taking his seat and they had a, a God on a throne, they had no more use for Holy Ghost baptism in the church. That's right. They got their creeds and formals and go on. And when the organization accepted the same dogma they stamped out the freedom of the Holy Ghost Amen. to the church. Amen. Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, and so forth. They certainly did. And gradually, we see them withering and dying like Jesus said of the vine. Now, all the Holy Ghost and signs and wonders was placed back in a day past. And they have gotten rich like she did. So she caused all the whole world to sin because she has gone to every nation, her and her daughters. Amen. That's right. Watch him call her in another church age now. Watch him call for her. Watch him plead down here at the end and take out his remnant. The elect sake. Just the few that no flesh would be saved if other not. As it is written in Revelation 13, 6. You'd like to get to that just a minute? He said he, at this woman, caused all to receive a mark, this beast did, caused all to receive a mark, both poor, great, whoever there was, a mark of the beast, which was the Roman Catholic Church. Either that, or they made an image, Revelations 13, 14, they made an image unto the beast. You, you, I guess you all reading that. If you have them, well, we'll turn right back and read Revelation 13, 40. And he deceived them that dwell upon the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. That's this confederation of church. And to do in the sight of the beast, uh, saying unto them that dwell upon the earth that they should make an image unto the beast, which had the deadly wound, paganism, and was by the sword and did live through papistry, pagan Rome to papal Rome. Make an image of what would it be? Just what they're doing right now. Just exactly. Moving up in this confederation of churches. All the churches belong to this organization. All going into one group. Now they're getting a Bible. And Pope John has invited them all back. The Archbishop of Canterbury. All going around. First thing you know, the whole thing comes right back to Mammy. Amen. Because they're harlots to begin with. <laughs> See? They say we'll all join together in one big cause to fight communism and don't know that God raised up communism. I can prove that with this Bible. And he put in the minds of to avenge the saints of the blood that they had shed upon the earth. God organized communism just the same as he did King Nebuchadnezzar to, to chastise Israel. He raised up communism and someday she'll blow Rome plumb off the map. God said so. That's right. I'm against communism. It's anti-God. Sure it is. But don't you pay much attention to that iron curtain, but watch that purple curtain. Amen. Read the box book of martyrs and you'll see this. That right. Now let's see where we... And you see here now that she called uh, all rich poor uh, to receive a mark, but there's one class that she could not touch. You know that? Revelation 13... 
Listen to this. Let me read this. Now I stood upon the sands of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. Upon the horns, crowns, and upon the heads, the name of blasphemy. That's the seven hills we talked about last night, you know. And the beast which thou sawest like to a leopard, feet like a like the bear, and his mouth, the mouth of a lion, and the dragon, which was the red devil that stood before the woman to devour her child, which is Rome, we all know, and gave him power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it was wounded to death, paganism, see? And his deadly wound was healed, papal to its place, joined in with Christianity, with the Nicolaitans. And all the world wondered at the beast. Catholicism is swept into every nation under the heavens. That's right. As Daniel said about the iron going into the clay and so forth. And I'll give you a little thing on that, that iron and clay. Did you notice I have ever quoted to you? And that last great conference they had up here where Khrushchev took off his shoe and beat the table with it? There was five eastern nations gathered there. They were five western nations. Khrushchev headed the eastern nations. Eisenhower headed the western nations. That's the two main leaders, the two big toes. Khrushchev and Russia means clay. Eisenhower in, Amer- in English means iron. We're at the end. And they worship the dragon, which gave the power to the beast. And that's our next message here at the tabernacle, you understand. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is likened to the beast, and who is able to make war with him? In other words, look here. Eisenhower has got a big name here in this United States, but in Rome he ain't nothing. Russia he's nothing. Khrushchev's big in Russia, but in the United States he's nothing. But there's one man that's big everywhere. Amen. That's that Pope. That's right. Let's organize ourselves together and come together. And there was given unto him a mouth to speak great things, blasphemy. Power was given unto him to continue in 42 months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemed God, t- teaching for doctrine and the commandments of man. Heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, having a form of God that's denying the power thereof. And blaspheme his name, took Father, Son, Holy Ghost, instead of the Lord Jesus Christ, see? And his tabernacle, and them that dwelled in, the, in, in heaven. And it was given to him to make war against the saints. There comes the persecution rising. And to overcome them, and power was given to him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. And all them that dwell upon the earth, earth shall worship him whose names were not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the <clears throat> foundation of the world. Foundation of the world. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as the wisdom Solomon has given us to young men here and to remember that the ways of men are before the Lord and he pondereth all his goings. Help us, Father, to remember that, that there's always an unseen, unseen eye watching us. But Father, we want to serve thee because of a love for thee, not because of fear, but if anything, a fear of respect. But Father, we, we serve thee because we love thee, we do thy will because we love thee, not because we're afraid of hell or anything. But Father, we, we, we want to do thy will. We are grateful for the salvation that you've given us. And the least that we can do is to honor thy word. So help us, Father, to live up to that building. May you give us strength through your Holy Spirit. May, and as it tells us that we have been purged from a life of sin and, we, and the desire for sin has been removed out of us. Help us to be faithful soldiers of the cross and to not weary in so doing, for in due season we shall reap. As, we, as Paul taught, it, taught us in Galatians chapter 6. So help us, Father, to be diligent in working for you. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.